0: guys, welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast, presented by Clutch Points. Uh, I am your host, Blake Lovell, with me as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan. We are back here for our Week 7 picks, and uh, Dylan, we are looking to continue the theme of you uh, utterly dominating me in these picks this year, <laughs> but uh, I'm just setting you up for a big comeback. That's what this is all about, and we'll see if I can make up any ground this week, although uh, to do so... Gonna be some ugly games, I think. In some of these, we're gonna be picking, but um, one in particular, which we'll talk about in a second, where I'm gonna try to make up some ground. Uh, but uh, should be an interesting week of games. And well, uh, we had an interesting week of games in week six. I know we didn't talk much about it, so we didn't do mm-hmm. our, our usual recap episode. But uh, we can kind of transition into that because undoubtedly uh, one of the certainly best games of the week, not the best game was uh, that Titans-Bills game on Monday mm-hmm. nights. And you know, we're going to just quickly transition to what's going to be our game of the week uh, this week, which is pretty much a no-brainer, I think. The Chiefs are at the Titans. Titans will look to keep that momentum going. Uh, Chiefs are five-and-a-half-point favorites on the road here. Um, but, I mean, what can you say about the Titans and that game against the Bills? Uh, just a very impressive performance. And then on the other side, the Chiefs started off a little bit slow against Washington, but uh, ultimately found their way uh, to get back on track. This should be, again, a a very good game. I think you're going to see a lot of points put on the board here based on what we know about both of these teams this season. Uh, But um, I'm going to pick the Chiefs here, and I know that this is actually going to play into one of our other sections that we do each and every week uh, because you are going to try to continue uh, your dominance uh, when it comes to the picks and, and outpicking me in this game.
1: Yeah, I may have the edge in overall picks by a decent margin, but you're ahead of me now with the betting locks. The the uh, Bills did not pull through for me against the Titans. I forgot that the Titans just somehow, no matter what, how good the Buffalo defense is, find a way to score a lot of points. And while I do not trust Tennessee in the long run, I really just can't get the idea out of my head of Derrick Henry just going off against the Chiefs defense. They've been awful defending everything, but especially the ground game. And I just could see the formula of some of the teams that have beaten the Chiefs in the past. I know that I know that Kansas City um, obviously the offense is still clicking at a ridiculous level level second in DVOA, even with all the turnovers. It just feels like their average EPA and all the things that are there indicate that if they just tighten it up a bit, their offense is gonna just soar again as it has. And while the defense has been so bad and is a big the main reason they're sitting here at three and three, uh we've seen them be have really bad defenses and still perform well. Just this one week, I don't know, maybe it's just me trying to get back some juju on my side with the Titans. I feel bad after making them that betting lock on Monday night against them, and now here they are back home. Uh, I, I definitely could see this game going uh, both ways, but I think that spread maybe just a little high for me, especially at five and five and a half. So see a little bit of value there uh, with just picking the Titans straight up because I do think it's not... I think you're getting some good value in terms of how much you could possibly get in a return there, uh, I think they're closer right now, just because of how many points Tennessee can put up. Like you said, I think uh, definitely, obviously, Derrick Henry coming off a shorter week. I still just don't see any way uh, that I'm going to really believe the Chiefs' defense is going to slow them down the way they did against a really struggling Washington team last week. And while the Titans' defense uh, was not always fantastic, they still, you know, put up a fight and kept them in it against the Bills, an offense that I I still think is one of the better ones in the league, unlike not unlike uh, Kansas City. So. Uh, should be a good one. I think hopefully we'll have a better game of the week pick than last week. I think we picked the Ravens chargers that game. They're not uh, pan out in terms of unless you're a Ravens fan, then it's definitely the game of the week. Um, hopefully this one's a little more exciting. I feel like it should be.
0: Yeah, I think this should be a good one uh, with these two. And yeah, I mean, I, I listen, I don't, think There's any doubt the Titans could win this game, but uh, I just I'm staying on the Chiefs bandwagon, and uh, they're my Super Bowl pick. I'm trying to will them back to looking like uh, a proper Super Bowl pick here, uh, but we'll see uh, what happens in this one. Should be a very good game between these two, all right. To our betting locks, uh, this is where we make your money right here, and um, we all I always hate going with these, you know, touchdown and beyond type spreads, but mm-hmm. we talked about it, and when you look at this slate this week, we're going to talk about, I mean there's a lot of tough choices here because some of these spreads as we will discuss are very big. Like you've got three uh, big double digit favorites coming up uh, here in in this lineup this week in Mm -hmm. week seven. So I took the one that just went just under the double digit slot and that is Washington at the Packers. The Packers are nine and a half point favorites at home. Uh, in this one, I just think the Washington defense we've talked about it uh, has not been very good. And I think the Packers will be able to exploit that, put up some points, uh, even if they give up some points on the other side. Mm-hmm. I just think this is a pretty good setup for Aaron Rogers and company here to maybe come out, get off to a pretty quick start. Uh, and uh, I just I think they win this game by double digits. So I'm happy to have that extra half point there, uh, nine and a half. So I'll take this one.
1: Yeah, I, I, and I think about Green Bay in terms of their defense has really kind of clicked the last few weeks. And, and you know, not that the uh, offenses they face like Chicago um, and the Bengals have necessarily been uh, the best uh, in the league. But yeah, Cincinnati did put up some big drives, but a lot of kind of flukier plays, plays where balls were flying right between guys' arms. Just overall, I feel like Green Bay's defense is kind of finding itself, and you, you combine that with what this offense can do and how explosive they still are. Uh, they really got the ground game going against Chicago, which is impressive for, uh, against a, a defense that has had so much success um, defending the run. The Packers really – we usually think of their offense as being – Pass first, run second. Even with Matt Lafleur and how much he wants to implement those Shanahan concepts, but right now they, they're sixth in pass DVOA and seventh in uh, rushing DVOA on offense. They're one of the more balanced teams in the league, right there, uh, with the likes of Tampa uh, in terms of the ranking of DVOA, at least with Tampa Bay, Dallas, Kansas City. So I'm, um, yeah, I, I think there's no reason they shouldn't take care of business against a, a defense much worse than the one they just faced uh, last week, at least with their performance so far this year, a defense that has defended the run better than the past, but uh, regardless of how the uh, Packers put up points, I think they're going to put up a pretty crooked number. And I, I would bet on them also winning by at least 10 here at, at home. I just feel like a lot of good things are going their way. They've they had some bumpier uh, games that maybe the record wouldn't quite be 5-1 and one if uh, th- uh, luck didn't go a little bit their way in some of those, uh, the 49er game and the one against Cincinnati, but they're here. And I think in this matchup, they're just definitely finding themselves at a point where Washington just looked more lost than ever on defense last weekend on offense, not putting up you know hardly any points against uh, much worse defense than the Packers at this point in Kansas City.
0: Well, for your betting lock, you went with the one that I, you know, this was my top two as, as well. You're probably looking at these two. Jets at the Patriots. The Patriots Uh are seven point favorites in this one. Naturally, Dylan's taking the Jets uh, plus seven here as his betting lock. Uh, No, I'm kidding. Um, The Patriots are certainly going to be the pick for both of us here. And uh, again, I mean, this is we've kind of grown to expect this, I think, with this game uh, since the Jets have been bad. Like, I don't know it's going to be a pretty game necessarily, but Uh you feel like it's just one of those where the Patriots are just going to sort of methodically grind their way to a win here. Um, and yeah, I, I, surely they should win this game by a touchdown.
1: I hope so. I'm, I'm a bit concerned because we, we saw them kind of have that big performance against Tampa Bay on Sunday night football. They almost went and then they have kind of a letdown game. They end up winning against Houston the following week. I'm a, a, a tiny bit concerned. The same thing is going to happen. They have that great performance against Dallas, even though they got outplayed, uh, in terms of yards, but they really, uh, you know, obviously limited Dallas a lot of times when they got down the field to, only I think there's 1.3 possessions for only three points and within the red zone for Dallas. Uh, New England's defense still really impressive, and while the offense hasn't been perfect, I think against the Jets they're going to be able to move the ball. Uh, it's not going to be I don't think they're going to put up a, a crooked number and by any means, but I just don't see the Jets' offense doing too much against this uh, defense in New England. Belichick always has something extra up his sleeve for the Jets over the course of his career. That's kind of been the case. Uh, They did barely beat them, I believe, one of the games, I think, in New York last year with Canada quarterback. But I think even we've seen Mac, even even with the pick six, uh, we've seen some really strong progression from him the last few weeks. It just seems to be improving each time. And the defense is still really scary for New England. So, Betting on them, I had yeah one more pick down the line that we'll get to uh, where I, it was my secondary pick that I am uh, still like kind of was like man should I have gone that way? But I feel pretty good about the Pats at least pushing. So I maybe I, at least I can break this losing streak at the very least. I think the, I think the Pats will at least win by a touchdown. Hopefully by more though.
0: Well, we got our upsets of the week here, and uh, as noted, Dylan is going to pick the Titans against the Chiefs. So that's going to be uh, spread wise his biggest upset of the week at five and a half. On that one, and uh, I will tell you this will be the shortest amount of time we've spent ever on the upsets of the week because I'm picking a game that I just don't even i want to stay away from. Like I don't even want to. Yeah. This game is just, <laughs> no. Like, But if we're looking at the point spread, this is how we do it. This is my biggest upset of the week from a point spread standpoint. The Falcons are two and a half point favorites at the Dolphins. I'm picking the Dolphins here. i got nothing else to say about it, Dylan. That's it. Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't have anything else to say about this game.
1: Uh yeah, I I don't really know what to say either. These are two teams that right now ranking in the bottom 4 in both DVOA on offense and defense. Uh Miami is a little bit higher actually on defense but nonetheless. It's uh uh yeah, I mean the the only thing we talked about before the podcast that I had to even think about this game was the fact that Miami usually we have teams that play in in London that have a bye the week after. Miami that is not the case. I uh, know it's not as long of a flight to Miami as a lot of parts of the country, but uh That's still kind of a weird quirk. And then you have the Falcons coming off the bye at the same time. So picking the Falcons almost solely on that because otherwise I don't really have anything uh, that makes me feel one way or the other. Maybe the fact that Matt Ryan was starting to cook a little bit in that offense uh, with the Falcons. Uh, the last couple of weeks before the buy so that maybe that's the only thing cuz that's like really the only unit right now on either of these teams that's impressed me in any way um and uh, for any sort of amount of time the dolphins probably still a better team than 1 and 5 we obviously we know they went 10 and 6 last year maybe they overachieved a bit but i i don't think they are this bad um so i think there's a chance this is the week where they kind of get a little bit back on track but it's still in my mind almost uh, so Hey, well, at least starting a little bit of love to this uh, game, at least for these fan bases that have to watch these teams week in and week out. So, uh, hope you guys have fun because I will probably, unless red zones on it, not be seeing a whole lot of this one.
0: Good luck. Good luck with this game. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have my expectations for it, uh, but uh, yes, that is an interesting scheduling quirk. And uh, Calvin Ridley, of course, will be back with the Falcons, so that will help uh, there. So that makes my Dolphins uh, pick look even better uh, as my upset. <laughs> The week Uh, obviously not serious about that. All right, our quick picks: uh, Broncos at the Browns. This could be another one that's not exactly pretty. Uh, Browns are three point favorites at home in Cleveland, but could wind up being the battle of backup quarterbacks. As uh, I think Teddy Bridgewater still questionable, uh, Baker Mayfield officially out. Case Keenum's in for the Browns, Uh, but yeah, this is like. I think without knowing exactly who's going to be there on the field, um, I'm going to pick the Browns here, but this could be another one that I don't necessarily think is going to be all too pretty in that Thursday night matchup.
1: Yeah. I, I, even when I just, right before we started recording, I put minus three here for the. So it's a minus two. So it's i uh, I'll feel, uh, you know, maybe I would have, could cons- not considered this a lock just because of, like you said, the uncertainty, it feels like it should have been with the way that Denver, has played the last few weeks another, you know, after that 3-0 start against really bad teams. We thought maybe they'd have a little more to offer. I, I thought they would have maybe split the Steelers with the way that offense has been playing for Pittsburgh in the Raiders games, uh, dropping both a big loss for them. Can they get back on track against a, a Cleveland team that's still, you know, for 3-3, three and that's three, like, who's going to be on the field? Especially, uh, they you know, could, Really tell how much they miss Jack Conklin, but really, the, it's the offensive line for me and the Baker. i Can't believe he made that hit against the Texans at the back, and you still even obviously he re-aggravated it. He's now doubtful. Don't feel great about that, but I do feel like if the offensive line there is healthy, or at least feeling okay about them still uh, making some plays on offense, doing enough running the ball, and ultimately winning a really probably ugly game. Let me the over under here at forty one. That sounds uh, about right. Although I would probably I might go on the under on that one because. Brown's defense, they're banged up there. It's like, man, there's just no, – uh, the injury report's so large, you can't even look at just uh, the little summary on uh, on these uh, little game uh, previews because there's just – you have to get the drop down to get all the injuries for both teams. It's it's actually kind of ridiculous. So, I don't know, man. I, I feel they've lost some really, really tough games. They might, even if they were fully healthy, they might have lost last week to Arizona. But the injuries are the the part that's got to be the saddest part because you feel like this team has so much ability, so much talent. I feel like they, they would have been an easy pick here – uh, they should not be in any in a normal situation, a two-point favor against the Broncos at home with the way they've played the season, but that's the reality of the the injury uh, situation they're facing.
0: Panthers vs. the Giants. Panthers, three-point favorites in this one. Panthers have been on a slide, of course. They've lost three in a row since uh, starting the season, 3-0. and And uh, I don't think they're going to lose a fourth here. Uh, I, I don't feel good about where the Panthers are, but uh, also certainly don't feel <laughs> great about the Giants. And uh, so having that field goal here, um, you know, I think it. I don't see this being like a, you know, a blowout or anything against no. the Panthers. Happen on a slide, uh, but still, if you're asking me, who do I think is the better team in a predictions matchup here? I think that mm-hmm. uh, you probably still have to go with the Panthers.
1: Yeah, I think so. I, the Giants might bounce back, but I mean, they're you talk about a team that's banged up. You looked at even just the beginning of that of that game against the Rams, where obviously they end up getting blown out, but they were moving the ball. Pretty well early on, they did get lucky recovering a, a sack fumble, but uh, it was all—it was just constant Kadarius Tony action to uh, <laughs> that first drive. But then he aggravates his injury, and it's like from there there was just no rhythm, nothing. Their offensive line's banged up; they were getting absolutely destroyed. I, I still believe Carolina's defense has more th- uh, than they showed—they uh, uh, have more to offer than what they showed against the Vikings. Um, kind of talked about the Vikings were a low-key, pretty good two and three team uh, before that game um I don't think the Giants are the level of even just a couple of weeks ago where they looked like things are starting to click and then the injuries just talking all these teams so many teams man have had so many injury issues with the Giants especially at so many key positions yeah you know maybe playing Daniel Jones one week after the concussion against the Rams defensive line and Aaron Donald wasn't the best idea I don't know um I, I just at this point it's it, the reason I'm picking the Panthers is just not trusting the Giants enough and thinking there's A little more to offer than, you know, Carolina's not that 3 0 team that we saw early on. Uh, They're, you know, they're not going to be that. All
0: right. Let's go to Bengals at Ravens. Ravens, six point favorites at home against the Bengals. Uh, Good game here. I think you'll, you know, at least should see a pretty uh, nice game between these two teams. We talked about the Bengals this year and what they've been able to do. Uh, The Ravens are certainly uh, playing pretty well right now. I talked about that just uh, complete. Uh, domination of the Chargers last week. And um, I don't know if you'll see the same scenario here because I think the Bengals, we always talk about with the divisional matchups and such, but um, I, I think the Ravens are a pretty, pretty safe pick here as a six-point favorite at home.
1: Yeah, this was a game that, as much as it both was a game I considered nearly as my lock of the week, but also a possible game of the week. It has that kind of weird potential where I feel like it could go off the rails, kind of like Baltimore Chargers last week, where I could I could definitely see this Baltimore defense clamping down as it as it did uh, a week ago. I could see the offense just rolling, but at the same time, I just feel like Cincinnati's defense is again it's it's been really impressive. I did not expect them to be ranked fifth in DVOA after the first six weeks of the season as a top 10 uh, pass and rush defense. Uh, it's really helped them a, a ton because when the offense, it does have that explosive ability. We see some of the plays they made against a pretty hapless lines team. Um, it's uh, obviously much tougher matchup. I'm still picking the Ravens, still feel really good about them. Uh, where they're at, they, you know, they've been a team though, that's been a little, you know, week to week. We don't know exactly which version we're going to get. You, you might get the version that should, honestly should have lost to the Colts or, uh should have lost some uh, other worse teams and uh, then you get the version that uh, the lines for example then you get the version that we saw there so we'll see I think they're kind of locking in though um it's going to be it's an inch that matchup between the Ravens offense and it's going to be a huge test for the Cincinnati defense obviously that is mostly faced outside of the Packers uh pretty pretty mediocre offenses in some cases pretty bad so Interesting test there. I Think it's going to be a really good game potentially if the, if the if Joe doesn't turn the ball over and Cincinnati's able to just stay within it, we'll see if they can pull it out because they've been able to make some crazy plays at the end of some of these games lately, even the even the ones that they have uh, that Cincinnati's lost. So uh, potential to be a game of the week, but also don't be surprised if the Ravens just make another statement win like they did a week ago against the Chargers and uh, take a pretty commanding at that point. it be a two-game lead in the division race.
0: Well, the Raiders will try to um, add another, I guess, statement win to their credit after uh, they beat the Broncos, which we weren't too sure about based on uh, the whole coaching change and everything. But Raiders look pretty good in that win over the Broncos, and uh, now they will host the Eagles. Raiders are three-point favorites in this one. Had a little bit of a tough time picking this one because the Eagles have been yeah. pretty close for the most part. I mean, the Eagles, like they, they feel like they're not that far away. Um and maybe this is one of those games, you know, you kind of see sometimes with the Raiders like you got against the Bears. Uh perhaps that's a scenario that could play out. I wouldn't be shocked. But maybe there is a reason to believe that the Raiders will kind of keep a little momentum going here. Um and so I'll take them here again. Pretty should be a pretty good game. Maybe one of those um sneaky good games on the schedule, but um yeah, I feel like the Eagles are close, but you just want to kind of see them break through at some point and Maybe this is that spot, but uh, I'm just—I don't know if it is or not.
1: Yeah, I don't feel fantastic about picking the Raiders. Like you mentioned, they are Raiders are uh, a few spots, only three spots behind Philly in total overall DVOA. It feels like they're a little more even uh, than I w- would have hoped with the way that <laughs> the way that Philly has played this year. Like you said, they they have been close in some of these games, but other ones you watch them, and you're like, man, this team is just not. Quite there. Uh, the last couple of weeks uh, really have been more impressive. I know that even with the way the Eagles uh, the game against the Bucks went, ultimately they were still right there at the end. If, for large portions, it looked like they were completely overmatched, and they fought their way back in. So, and I I imagine just kind of like the Bears when they played in Las Vegas uh, a couple of weeks ago. I imagine there's going to be a ton of Eagles fans making that trip, the weekend trip to Vegas, getting the first opportunity with fans in the building to do that. So I don't think it's going to be the huge uh, home field advantage that the Raiders receive here in Los Angeles when they play the Chargers. I feel like it's going to be at least a decent uh, little kind of mix of people. Um, In terms of the actual play on the field, though, I I still think the Raiders' offense, when it does find itself as it has, uh, as it did last week against a pretty good Denver defense, um, I I think there's reason to believe they'll be back on track a bit. They look like a team that looks a little more refreshed than – Uh, You might have expected, given all the things they were going through, it looked like a team was just ready to ball out. And I don't know. I don't think that's going to necessarily just completely dissipate after one week (laughs) of just getting a one win over a big rival. I think they're going to bring it again here, even at four and two. They feel like even even if they aren't the best four and two team in the league, they believe that they have a legitimate shot at being a playoff team. And winning games like this are going to be very important because their schedule, they do get the Giants a week after this. But uh, after that, they get, they get a stretch of the Chiefs, Bengals and Cowboys. And with the, as we've talked about the Bengals, that stretch is not as easy as it uh, may have used to be. So they really need to take care of business in these ones if they want to be one of the final seven teams in the AFC.
0: Well, we normally don't do this, but that starts the string of games here, three in a row, that all have pretty <laughs> significant spreads. And we're talking about the Lions at the Rams. Rams are 15 point favorites uh, in L.A. Bears are at the Bucks. The Bucks are 12 and a half point favorites. And then the Texans are at the Cardinals. The Cardinals are 17 and a half point favorites in that one. I mean, really, Dylan, let's just point this out. We're, we're all picking the favorites here um, in all three of these games. But I guess, is there anything about any of these three games where you're like, OK, hold on a second. Maybe yeah. that's a little too um, big here because I <laughs> I think the Rams Lions completely justified. I think the Rams are going to destroy the Lions here um i think the cardinals and the texans i think it's the same way for me bears bucks maybe but i just don't see it Uh, i think i'm not i I was not gonna make any of these locks neither Mm. were you but like these should be pretty dominant impressive performances but if you had to pick one of the three it would obviously be the bears right if you're talking about possible upsets Um, Yeah, and I think that's even a big reach on this because I just I don't see it,
1: but these yeah, this would be a fun parlay to take all the favorites here and hope for (laughs) these big uh, just blowouts. But it is pretty ridiculous, like usually even with the games that are uh, 10 plus points you have on uh, ESPN's uh, pro football power index they usually have a decent like not too big of a gap, it's not usually anything over like seventy five percent win projection for one team. All of these games are well over eighty percent and in some cases, almost ninety. The Cardinals are at eighty nine The bucks are at eighty one and then let's see the Rams are at eighty seven so yeah it's uh it's gonna be ugly probably I don't you know I'm surprised even with the the bucks number being that high um i, I just given where I think the bears defense. Has been, but they still, at the end of the day, struggled a bit against the Packers. By the end of it, um, kept them in the game for large portions. But I just have a hard time seeing Justin Fields putting up a ton of points against Tampa. So yeah, like you said, we're obviously picking the Cardinals, Bucks, Rams—all huge home favorites. Um, I, I would, I mean, I just, I don't know if the Rams, We'll see if the Rams can put back-to-back huge crooked number of victories on the board. I could see them winning by 14 and just barely missing that. That 15.1. I, I think the Bucks are probably at the same kind of thing. Like, yeah, maybe the Bears score a late touchdown and it takes it from a 17 point game to a 10 point game. I think the Cardinals are going to win by 21 or more. <laughs> I do. I really yeah. think that where their defense is at, uh, which is, I know the, the Browns are banged up uh, in that offensive line, especially, but I don't think Houston offers a ton to be too afraid of. I think with the way Arizona's offense is clicking, with the way that they're seeing everything on the field together and their defense ranking second in DVOA, only behind Buffalo, Buffalo's still ranking number one despite that uh, that last game <laughs> against Tennessee. I Yeah, I think Arizona just the, the one that I feel the most confident about because the other ones I could just see the backdoor covers happening, two to teams maybe in the Rams and Bucks that... Are at a certain point in these, in these, both these games kind of cruising a little more, um, unless they force a lot of turnovers like they did a week ago for the Rams. I I think Detroit's still an easier game, but uh, a team that's not going to be a lack of fight. We, we know that Dan Campbell always gets the boys ready to go, even if they, especially after they have one big loss, they'll they'll come back and barely lose another game. So maybe this will be the case there in LA.
0: Colts at the 49ers. Um, 49ers are four point favorites at home in this one. Um, You're also going to try to. Continue uh, your, you know, picks, winnings against me in this one because we're going to go in the opposite direction here. We all know I'm not a big believer in the Colts. Congratulations to them on their win against the Texans. But the Texans are bad. I don't think the yeah. 49ers are bad, and uh, they are at home here. I, I I don't love you know this would not be if I was picking the spread in this one I'd pick the Colts because I think it's probably a field goal type game here. Yeah. Um, but. I think the 49ers are better and um, I will, will pick them to win at home here, but uh, not entirely confident about that. Even if again, I have knocked the Colts uh, maybe more so than others.
1: Yeah. I don't feel good about this pick. I think you're right. Like I think the spread one is definitely uh, where I feel more, feel more confident. And that has kind of been the, the trend for these teams. The Colts are forward two against the spread San Francisco one and four. We'll see if that continues, but um, I don't know. I just, I feel I felt like Indianapolis has you know almost beat the Ravens. We just saw what they did to the, that really good Charger team. I just think there's maybe something they're they're starting to find. I think that in that game against Baltimore, Carson Wentz looked way better than he had uh, the previous few weeks. He looked great, obviously against Houston. That a lot of guys are going to look pretty good against Houston. And just I, I think the last three weeks, even against the Rams early in the year, he looked fine. I don't think he's been as bad as uh you know initially it looked like might be the case after they lost to the seahawks and we know what, how that defense is played so i don't know it, this is more of a hunch maybe it's more of me rooting uh trying to get that separation at the top with the cardinals and rams try to get seattle and the, the niners to fall back down i don't know i, I think the niners are still a really good team i won't be shocked if they just win this one going away uh it's more just feeling like indianapolis is a team that is on the right track and i i still believe in what frank reich's doing Maybe still a little concerned with where the offense for San Francisco has been uh, the last couple of weeks. They get the bye. We'll see if how things come coming out of there with with Trey and and the whole unit. But uh, I think it I think it will be a little closer. And in Indianapolis and in these weird primetime games, like the one in uh they've had some in the previous seasons. I know they beat the Chiefs one time on Sunday night football. They've just kind of come to play uh, even when they don't have the best quarterback situations. I believe in their offensive line, what they've uh, can still do. And it's going to be an interesting matchup, two teams that are both uh, feel like they should be in better situations than they are. Uh, maybe, maybe most people would have taught San Francisco more so than Indianapolis, but I think both have a internal belief that they need to get back on track. And maybe whoever wins this game actually does still have a, a shot at being a, a playoff team. I'm sure San Francisco still feels like they definitely have a, a lot of, a lot of season left to make up some ground.
0: Well, we wrap up with the Saints at the Seahawks. Uh, the Saints, five-point favorites uh, in this one on the road, of course, that's still because Russell Wilson uh, is out, and uh, that is probably going to be the difference maker here. I thought about this one for a little bit, uh-huh. but, uh, you know, Monday night game, atmosphere, Seattle, I could see it, but I just think that the Saints defense, you know, going to play a factor here, and I just I feel like the Saints offense – Hopefully, if you get the good Jameis, um, I think they'll be able to score enough uh, to to outscore the Seahawks Uh here, because I think it could be something where maybe the Seahawks have a little bit of a struggle uh, to score in this one.
1: Yeah, it just comes down to uh, mostly, uh, you know, without Russell Wilson, especially, um, it comes down to me trusting one coach way more than the other at this point, not to, you know, not that Pete's not a great motivator and at at certain times has been a, a great tactician, but it's. Uh, especially against the Rams. There were some times where it's just like there are no adjustments on that defense. Uh, yes, they played a little bit better against Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh's offense has not been fantastic and they still look pretty good in that one. Uh, New Orleans ranking still ninth in p- uh, pass offense DVOA. They haven't run the ball as well, but it's just kind of lends into what the Seahawks have struggled with. They have been one of the worst pass defenses in the league in the bottom quarter of the league. I still think the Saints defense is a pretty solid unit. They're ranking still third in DVOA only behind Buffalo and Arizona. So there's enough things. I know it's in Seattle. They're going to have the home field advantage, but I don't think New Orleans has looked any different really wherever they've played. Um, They've struggled at home. They struggled on the road, but they've also played well in each spot. So um, we've seen them also in previous years with, only a couple of years ago, Russell Wilson was playing and Teddy Bridgewater was in there for uh, for Drew Brees, and they took care of business. I see. I just I just trust Sean Payton to with especially this extra week off to look at Seattle's defense, to look at how he's going to game plan them. I think they're going to be some open guys, and I think by the end of it, uh, even if it's not a cover, I I think that they'll cover. If I had to bet on this one, I'd pick the Saints to to cover that five point spread because I really just do believe that they're a better team at this point. It's got to be disappointing for Seattle though because they're still. Uh, I know I'm talking about how New Orleans. They're they're eight. These teams are eight and ninth in DVOA. Saints eighth and Seattle ninth. So Seattle for a two and four team, that's definitely higher than you might anticipate. Just because of where the offense was going, they've just had some really tough losses. And now it's just you look at they do have the the Jaguars coming up, but they they have to play the Packers and the Cardinals after that. Likely still without Russell Wilson, there's a chance that they're sitting at three and three and seven. <laughs> it's it's just a pretty bleak. Kind of situation yeah. here. So if they're going to get back into the playoff race, I do think this might be kind of the the kind of game that they do need to win. They got to find a way to at least get a, a win or two while Russ is out, and just hope that the that is uh, everything heals up and his and his finger as quick as possible because they're going to need him as much as Geno's looks solid. Um, I wouldn't trust that to continue week to week to week.
0: Well, there are your picks for week seven in the NFL. And uh, for all of you rooting for Dylan, you're in good shape right now. For all of you rooting for me, uh, hope for the best in Dolphins, Falcons, and Colts 49ers and Chiefs Titans, because uh, I need all three of those. Start to to work myself back into this competition here. Uh, But uh, be sure to, uh, again, check out everything uh, we've got going on. Of course, Dylan, that's all going on over at Clutch Points, uh, the playoffs, and the Major League Baseball in full swing here and uh, we've talked about the Dodgers and Braves, and uh, naturally, the Braves have started to, um, you know, go in the opposite direction after seemingly being so very close to a 3-0 lead. Uh, but uh, also have that covered over Clutch Points and uh, all the NFL stuff as well.
1: Yeah, the situation by the time anyone listens to this might be very different depending on what happens yes. in Game Four. But you can follow Game Five. Will be the, the day that you're listening to this potentially on Thursday. In the Clutch Points app, we have yeah the MLB playoff games are in there. All the uh, NFL streams, of course, that you can follow along with as well. All of our news coverage, our podcasts is in the app. Uh, for all of our fantasy football coverage, go to clutchpoints.com and click fantasy football at the top of the page. Got a lot of stardom, em, sit em recommendations for every position. Already went through all the waiver pickups and those kind of things. Hopefully you already uh, made your claims and got some of the players you want. Or if you're like Blake, maybe you're going to try to sneak dropping a guy um, uh, last second <laughs> before the, the week starts so that no one notices that you can pick yeah. them up afterward. It, it, we are getting to buy season, so uh, definitely a lot of a lot of moves that you can be looking ahead to. Look ahead to your other buys. Don't be like me where I waited to look at it last night right before I fell asleep and had to make some pretty important decisions in the moment <laughs> with so many bye weeks happening. Try to get out ahead of it. Uh, you can read about all, we we actually do that as well, uh, looking at uh, looking ahead to so guys you can stash for uh, future weeks. So we'll have those all those articles in ClutchPoints.com in the fantasy football section.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting week. Week seven is in fantasy football because um, you don't ever want to be in the position where you're thinking, all right, do I drop this person that I'm going to regret dropping? (laughs) Or do I just throw the entire week and take a loss only for the the bigger gain moving forward? Um, I'm I'm highly considering my options this week. So, uh, yes, be sure to check all it out. For more fantasy advice over Clutch Points and everything else that Dylan mentioned, you can find us there. And uh, as always, be sure to subscribe to Establish the Pass uh, on any podcast app you use. You can find us there. And uh, thanks as always for listening to the podcast. And uh, we'll talk to you next time here on Establish the Pass Podcast.